Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Show here on Buzzing Pattaya, the show where we talk about things that are happening right here, right now, as well as general news, tips, information, and advice. Now, have I got a guest for you guys today? Greg, how you doing, my man? Very good. How you doing, buddy? Good, mate. Good to see you. I haven't seen you for ages. Oh, it's, well, it feels like, my, you know, like a couple of days. Well, this lockdown, mate. Yeah, you know what it's like. It's all right, we're having a private joke. We actually recorded this the other day and it all went pear-shaped, so we're going to do it again today. Yeah, second but... take. Yeah. <laughs> so we go this well, time. Well, we're going to get there, aren't we? <laughs> I mean, it's weird, isn't it? Like I said to you before, 11 years ago, I'm walking down Walking Street, wandering around, and then I suddenly head up Soy Diamond, go up these steps, and all of a sudden I'm in, like, heaven, and, and that was all down to you, wasn't it? Yes, it was, mate. That was... Um... 2004. 2004. You make me feel old now. <laughs> well, I'm the old one. You're the young fella. Come on. Do you know what? Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day when you were saying you did 22 years there and then I'm thinking, how old, how old are you? Yeah, I've forgotten. Hey, you're looking good, mate. You're looking good. But Not allowed to tell <laughs> Now, I mean, Greg, before we talk about Heaven Above, which sure. obviously is what we're here for and you're going to explain about the ins and outs of running of the club, etc., etc. I mean, tell me a bit about yourself. I mean, where are you originally from? Mate, I'm originally from, I grew up in Sydney. Yeah. I grew up in a uh, in a city suburb. Okay. I was very fortunate to have a um, a pretty caring mother because my father passed away when I was seven. Right. Oh well. So she had to bring me up and my um, the family up, and so it was pretty tough mm. in those days. Everybody thinks it's easy, but it's not. Sure. Had my first job pushing a a, um, a wheelbarrow around, son of mirror, son of mirror, selling newspapers when I was about <laughs> I think eight, mirror, eight years really? of age. Um, yeah, I, well, I left school pretty young because I, the family needed money in those days. Mm-hmm. I'm a toolmaker by trade, toolmaker draftsman by trade. Yeah. And um, I was lucky enough actually because I hate, absolutely hated it. I was in a factory and I, I was a bit of a surfer dude. I used to surf every day and I'd yeah. go to the surf of the morning. Wow. Prior to work, I'd get down to Cronulla Beach at 5am and then lob up to work late. My boss was always unimpressed because <laughs> if it wasn't surfing, I had a broken ribs or broken yeah. up because I used to play a lot of rugby league as well. And then I was fortunate enough, I guess, in some ways to get drafted into the army. So that got me out of the um, out of the factory yeah. Yeah. work. After my army stint, I then had various jobs, but I ended up in a place called um, Early Beach. Okay which is in the uh, the heart of the Whitsunday Islands. You probably don't know much about it. I don't know, no truth. But it's right on the... Is it near Colon? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, the weather's the same. Um, It's right on the doorstep of the Great Barrier Reef. Oh, wow, okay. Wow. And um, I started a restaurant. Well, you're underselling now, aren't you? Because you didn't just start a restaurant. Didn't you go on to create like one of the most famous steak and, and uh, restaurants in, in the area? Yeah, well, I, I didn't have a Well, I worked as a sales rep in Sydney for a long time, so I was used to talking to people and doing that. So as far as restauranting's concerned, I did know the first thing about it, but I thought, I'm going to give this a crack. Well, fair play. And we turned it in, my partner and I turned it into um, probably the most well-known steakhouse in at least in north queensland it was called wow. kc's char grill and we had live bands on there you know everyone from jimmy barnes to um, jeff st john and i had comedians on there steady eddie we used to have all these it was pretty famous but it was an entertainment hub yeah. as well as a 
um, as well as a restaurant. We had a cabaret license. We were the very first to Sounds obtain incredible. a cabaret license in Queensland. So yeah, mate, and I had an absolute ball up there, <laughs> fishing, sailing, yeah. diving. Wow. It was it, it was magnificent. So. so from uh, from there to Pattaya, I mean, when did you first come over to Pattaya to holiday or when was your first visit to Thailand? Well, my first visit to Thailand was in 1987. Okay. And I think I might have told you previously, but I had a bit of a story <laughs> there with the with my first trip. I Listen to this, this is brilliant. I, I ended up in um, Bangkok with my, with, my, uh, with my best mate, actually. We, we stayed in Bangkok for a night and we ended in a place called Papong Road. I'd mm -hmm. never heard of this place and I was like a kid in a candy store and I'm sort of going, what the hell is going on here? And the next day we had a taxi book to come down to a place called Pattaya. And I didn't know what mm -hmm. Pattaya was. And because in the meantime, I was talking to my then girlfriend in Sweden, in Stockholm. This is brilliant. Come and on. she was- Tell, there. tell the truth. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, well, so. <laughs> She knew I was coming there in another three days. Well, of course, I got down to Pattaya, and um, unfortunately, I missed, I missed the flight back to Stockholm. <laughs> Luckily, we got another flight, and she was still, God love her, she was still waiting at the airport for me in, at oh, Stockholm. Wow. But yeah, we got down to Pattaya and I'd never seen anything like it in my life. So um, I mean, how did you blag it with her when you got back and said, oh, sorry, like, I missed the plane for like three days. Uh, I just, uh, <laughs> or I just a bit of gift of the gab. And <laughs> no wonder you're in sales. I got, I got away with it. I don't know how, but yeah, it was, um, it was an experience down here, mate. And I kept thinking about it all the time. And because I, I think I may have mentioned to you the very first bar, the very first bar I had a drink in, was the carousel bar in Saigon. Oh yeah, how can you we, forget them? Round yeah, and round and yeah, round, it's like, yeah. hello mate, and you're about to like, how are we doing? And you just go round and correct, round. Correct, correct. And I think there must have been like, whoever designed that concept, I think was a bit of a sadist. Because when you've had a fair few and you get off, I mean, you're wobbly at the best of times. We, when you've been spinning around for an hour and you get off, it's like, oh dear, you know, you, you can stagger off in all kinds of directions. Well, there was plenty of places to stagger off to. <laughs> if you fell off, you know, someone would prop you up because there was none of this um, responsible service of alcohol like there is yeah. in the Western world, you know. You just pick them up and sit them back down and <laughs> pour another one down the, down the gullet and away we go again. So. Wow. I mean, back in the day, I mean, what was Patea like when you first, I mean, 1987, I mean, that's a long time ago. I mean, how was it? 87, well, my recollection was, as I said, the first bar was the Carousel Bar, mm. but then that was in Soy Diamond. Yeah. And it was just downstairs, obviously, from where my club was going to be. Little, not that I knew anything about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But right in Soy Diamond, there were so many, all the clubs were on either side, you know, you've got... You had Super Baby on one side, Super Girl. Then you had a bar called Caligula, Hawaii. Wow. On the other side, there was Paris, a go-go, Wild Louie, who used to own Paris. Then there was Carousel Bar next to that. And the Soy Diamond was a real hub. Mm. Walking Street was a bit ramshackle. There was still a bit of dirt road. There was, was there? Yeah, wow. it was. But the clubs were nowhere near proliferated like they are. Right today or like they were until the lockdown of course but um but it was just still exciting very exciting well i understand it was more than just exciting because didn't didn't you say to me that you got on an airplane to go home 
And you no, that was, that was another trip. Well, that was the other yes. trip, was it? That was another trip. This was the one on the way to. Oh, right. So the first Sweden, one when I had, I had the. <laughs> with that, that's, yeah. that's when I had that, the steak restaurant, Casey's Joe Grill. I had that. Right. Okay. And then, after the first trip, I came back again in 1989. Yeah. And I didn't return to Thailand again till the year 2000. Wow. It was a long time. Yeah. I know. When you were going back, you like kind of had like a indecisive moment, didn't you? In terms of getting to your actual destination, instead you did a U-turn, because you're quite good at these U-turns, aren't you? I, no, I did, <laughs> yes. I, I was on one trip, <laughs> and uh, much to the dismay of my business partner, um, I flew back to Australia, and on the trip back, I'm thinking, Greg, what are you doing? Mm. You know, what are you going back to? They can run the place, that's all right. You know, and I, I got to Mascot, Sydney Airport, and I walked straight around. <laughs> I checked, went through customs. I went, I went and bought another ticket. So you landed? Landed. I had to go out through customs. Out through customs, yep. and back I went, to the uh, I went, departure lounge. I went and bought another ticket that <laughs> was leaving in about another 10 or so hours. I got the ticket and I went straight back in and sat there and waited till the flight back again. <laughs> and uh, I mean, out of interest, can you recall how many missed calls you had from your business partner? Oh, asking where you were? That, he was pulling, he, the poor guy was pulling his hair out. <laughs> I should imagine he was. Being, Dude, where are you? Like, I've been outside there for hours. Did he, did he ring your girlfriend and say, you know when you waited three days? Well, I'm kind of close now. I, you know, what happened? He was pretty cool in the end. I, I think he realised that um, I was going to be destined to come here because this was... After I'd sold out of the, I was with, in the other steakhouse in Early Beach for 14 years. Right. Okay. And then I was offered to come in with a with a guy called Don Algy, who started off a, a franchise group called Hogsbreath Cafe. Right. And Hogsbreath Cafe with the uh, at their peak, they had about 86 in Australia. Wow. And they had in New Zealand as well. And um, the very first one was in Early Beach, and I'd, after I'd finished at KC's, he offered me to come in with him as a, as a business partner, and to run a place like that, and we were going to grow, which we did, we built more Hogsbreaths. I needed a partner, so I brought mm. my best mate in, who was still my best mate anyway. Yeah. But he was the guy that was pulling his hair out every time I'd take off to Thailand. Please come back. Thought, Please come when back. When are you? Are you coming back, Greg? <laughs> I mean, anyway, we, we we talk about potato. I mean, back in the day, I and mean, obviously you you've experienced and seen some incredible changes over the years. What's probably the most prominent change you've seen when you consider going back in time when you first got here and you were new to the city and thinking, "Wow, look at this," to where we are today? What's been the biggest change? Do you think? I think that when I first came here, there was very few Asian customers here at all. Okay. Very, very few. And they were mostly English, Australian, Western guys. Yeah. And of course, once the Asians and the Indians, of course, mm -hmm. part of Asia, once they all started finding this place, then prices started to go up. And okay. It was always going to happen. It was mm. always going to happen because there was no nightclubs in those days. Um, there was no insomnia or any of those clubs. They were not. So what did you do? Like, I mean, because like here. Can't remember. 
I mean, you know, here you kind of like, you go out sort of early evening or for some of the hardcore guys, I'll go out in the afternoon. But, yep. you know, go out early evening, you, you'll spend your time going around all the different bars, but come to sort of like midnight, we're kind of like conditioned to then go to Ibar, 808, Insomnia, you know, all these places. I mean, what did you guys used to do? Well, I think that it was mostly like when the clubs are chat, they'd set their go-go's or those sort of beer bars were open virtually all night. So you could oh, okay. stagger off into the sunset <laughs> and there was always, because the town in those days was just, there was just thousands of beer bars here. I was mean, there? they were on every corner. They were, like if you look up towards Soy One, mm-hmm. um, where the Siam Siam Hotel is yeah. and Big C, that was just a complex of, I don't know how many bars. There was probably a hundred bars in there. Wow! Just in that one complex. Wow! So, um, so you were never sport for choice. Never sport for choice. And Walking Street, of course, there was a, a, a lot of just bars, like the old Rue Bar that Rounder yeah, used to have. Yeah. That was a very famous um, beer bar. But then, of course, slowly but surely, they started to go. The rents went up, and then mm. all the go-go bars started to take over. So. I mean, nowadays in the city, I mean, there is a huge um, community of the lady boys here. I mean, were lady boys as prominent back in the day as they are now, or is that something that's also evolved over time? I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't want to say. That's I what it is. No. I mean, I, I'll, well, look, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Okay. The lady boys, yeah, of course they were around. Right. Okay. I'm each to their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'll leave that yeah, yeah. to the others. <laughs> but when I did come back, the second time I stayed in Soy Patio Land. Oh, okay, right. I yeah. stayed at a place called the Penthouse Hotel, right? Which I think most guys would know. Yeah, um, yeah. It was run in those days by a man called Mister Dudley. <laughs> Mister Dudley, he's a proper English man. Yes. Oh, is he what prim and proper? Yes. Um, he didn't speak like how now, brown cow. How now, brown cow? He did yeah. actually. Oh, did he? he did speak like that. And he actually. was here in Patio. Yes. Did he take was... a wrong turn? <laughs> yeah. he, he did later for sure. Yeah. Um, he uh, well, he ran the penthouse hotel, so we booked in there. And Soy Patio Land was virtually the hub of right, okay. clubs and not. You mightn't believe it, but it was. It was, you know, every second bar was. There was a bar, there was a restaurant, there was a go-go, there was another bar, another club. Um, because if you go up to the end, I think you might have remembered Classroom. Well, Classroom's yeah. still there. Peter, yeah, good old Peter. Was, yeah, but it was Classroom, a go-go. That's right, days. that's right. And yeah. there was Rodeo Girls, there was Bubbles, a go-go. There was, the whole street was, wow. and of course there was a club within uh, the Penthouse Hotel. Okay. So it was like that area kind of like the equivalent to today's LK Metro? like the Yeah, very similar area. in a way. Yeah, very similar. Okay. But as I said before previously, um, Trevor, on the corner, there was a restaurant, which you know, called New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah. It was on the corner of the street that led down to <laughs> Boys Town. Yeah. And I never, ever ventured and down you know, there. The bar I've opposite. I've got to be honest, I've never been down there, ever. The bar opposite, Shamrock Bar. The Shamrock, you're yep, Do you know, we were, we were struggling we're the other day, weren't we, correct. trying to figure out, thinking, correct. which one was I it? I think they used to have Shamrock. the Sunday roast there and all that, yeah. Yeah. But it was a vibrant soy. It yeah. was really, really vibrant, but it's 
fallen into a bit of disrepair these days. It has taken a bit of a hit, hasn't it? it? Sure really? has. You know, I mean, you know, we, we speak about this a lot about you know the future of Walking Street, the future of LK Metro. I mean, where we are now in Soy Boomerang, yep, sure. you know, this area is penciled in to be a really good new go-to area, which is fantastic for, for where you guys are. Yep. Yep. I mean, in terms of the change in the demographics, I mean, Walking Street, I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Because this, this subject seems to get flogged to death, you know, Walking Street. Is it going to be bulldozed down and rediscovered, uh, or is it going to be left alone? Is there too much teapot money involved for things to be changed? I mean, what do you think? I mean, you've been there a long, long time. What, what do you reckon? Mate, to be honest, I'm not privy to the council mm -hmm thoughts or what they're going but as long as i've been here they've always been thinking about bulldozing the water side and make it a park or mm. put it in a casino whatever else they're going because most of the clubs they have encroached a little bit onto the on they the, have yeah onto they their have. crown land or what, what you'd like to call it yeah i personally don't think that that's going to happen for quite some time i think there's too much money vested there i, I may mm -hmm. be wrong yeah but I do think that Walking Street will definitely come back. Now, I'm not, I don't want to go back down there. Mm -hmm. um, I know we hear doom and gloom, oh, it's expensive, which it is. I understand that. But it's horses for courses. Mm -hmm. So you'll have certain areas here now where um, you're going to get, say, Walking Street. It will predominantly be, in my thoughts, predominantly Asian, um, an Asian destination. So that's where you think they're going to target the audience. Oh, absolutely. That's it, well. It was, it was heading that way when I finished at my other club, Heaven mm. Above, and a lot of the clubs now have been bought out by by Asians. Mm. I mean, do you think then? Oh, so you're saying like Walking Street, in your opinion, would be more aimed towards the Asian market. So if that's the situation. Where do you see like LK Metro and Tree Town and, and Soy Boomerang, these new places that are the go-to places, do you see that as being like the target area for like the Europeans? Oh, absolutely, mate. Yes. You think so? I, I found it um, um, so different to where I originally had my business mm. and I had to adapt to up here because I, I've got to be honest, I. I didn't come up to the LK metro area very much at all, or saw the cat. You know, we'd go out for a night with the mates and you'd you'd go to the clubs and all that, but I've met so many different people mm. and new people since I've moved up to this area. And this area is really, it's so vibrant. It's, mm. um, it's got everything, you know, there's new nightclubs coming in here. Yeah. So it will be an area that will be basically, I think, Western influence, you know, the Aussies, the Poms, the, the Kiwis, all the Scandinavians, etc., etc., Americans, with a smattering of Asian customers coming up, which you will get. I sure. must admit, it's very true what you say there about, you know, you don't kind of like cross between the two, because I remember when I first started coming here, you know, I stayed in the Windy Inn, which was at the far end of Walking Street. Yep. And I used to just stay in Walking Street. You yeah, know, people say to me, "You're going to go to LK." I go, "Oh no, it's a long way. I can't it, be bothered." Exactly. And it's not a long way. No, you know, know ironically, it's not, it's not know. a long way. You know, but you, you just kind of. I used to sit in the in the Batea Beer Garden. You know, that was a fantastic place. The beer complex at the front. Then you'd wander in. You know, you'd have Airport of Go Go, Skyfall. You know, Misty's. You know, Heaven. All these places. And you used to just like stay in that zone. Whereas now, I'm like you. If someone said to me, "Go to Walking Street," oh, really? You know, I don't really want to go there, you know. And, and it's the same for me. It's weird yeah. how you change, isn't it? Yeah, well, same for me. I was there for 16 years, and 
um, prior to this last lockdown, they'd say, how long since you've been down to Water Street? And I'm sort of thinking, <laughs> when I was down there every night. Yeah. Now I've got no, I'm not saying no desire to go there, but everything's up here for mm. me. Mm. And I've met so many different people. All my mates live up here. Mm. Um, and I'm a lot happier up here than, I've got to tell you, I'm a lot happier up here than I was in the last couple of years in particular, sure. down in Walking Street. I mean, talking about potato, I mean, obviously, you know, we're going to talk in part two a lot more about the running of heaven and you know all the all the things that the obstacles that you've had to overcome and the success stories etc because it was a very very successful club and i'm not just saying it it really was you know those of you guys that have been in walking street you'll know heaven above everyone remembered heaven above what made you decide because back in australia you had a successful business you know things were going really well what made you say, do you know what, enough's enough and this is where I want to be now? Because you've, you've left behind a very successful business to yeah. come here and effectively, you know, and we'll talk about this a lot more in part two, but effectively you threw yourself into what is probably the lion's den with an agogo bar, yet you've left a really successful business. I mean, what made you do that? Um, I just think that from being a single guy, I've been single all my life, mm -hmm. that was... Absolutely, that was <laughs> that's a Billy uh, bonus. It was a driven factor to come over here. As you're getting a bit older, I think that um, I've always wanted a new challenge anyway. And I still had the restaurants back there, back in Australia. We slowly started to sell them off. Yeah. But I needed something new. And but when I first came here, I've got to be honest that I had planned to, as I mentioned to you, to firstly semi-retire. Yeah, you don't do that. I, no, it didn't He's happen. far too active. It lasted that. about 10 minutes. You're the only guy I know that actually does work while you're sleeping. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, mate, I, um, I, I think that it was driven in me to come here and just do something. Mm. I didn't know what I was going to do. I had no idea, no idea. I've got to be honest. I didn't come here and say, I'm going to open up a club or I'm going to open up a hotel. I, that was never in my mind at all. Well, I suppose you got some similarities because back in your restaurants, I'm, I'm sure you served fish dishes. Certainly and, did. And uh, in heaven, you were serving fish dishes, but just oh. slightly different. Yeah. <laughs> same, same, but different. We won't touch on that one. <laughs> we will in part two, don't worry. <laughs> I mean, any regrets? I mean, you, know, you look back, I mean, and not, not talking about heaven, but I mean about the actual concept of leaving behind what was a very successful business and a, and a really good lifestyle. Coming here, any regrets? None whatsoever, Trevor. No. None whatsoever. I'd have thought that my business partner, my best mate, Bill, he's married, he's got his family back there, being a single guy back there, and I thought, I'm selling, I'm out of the restaurants, what the hell am I going to do mm. here? Buy a little coffee shop in the middle of a <laughs> shopping centre or something, and Can't see it, you it just, that. nah. <laughs> I did think about it for did a you? while. Yeah, I, I thought about it. I went through the Gloria Jeans thing and the um, the coffee club thing, and I thought this will bore the living daylights out of me. And um, that's why I came over here. And I lived in I lived in a hotel for two years <laughs> when I came over here. The Savoy Lodge up in oh wow yeah up in Soy One yeah and um, and then when I eventually did. Do the business down here. I, I stayed there for a little bit longer, and I thought I can't just live in a hotel, Greg. I've got to get out and get a condo. <laughs> got to so live a normal life eventually. A little bit of a normal life. <laughs> I mean, talk about normal life here. I mean, obviously, Sabai one, uh, Sabai down there, soy one, two, and three. I've got to ask a question. Ever had a soapy? I did. Have you? Yeah. Was it? Yep. Well, they were. Was well, it up to expectations? No, it was so mechanical. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. And yeah. Um, it was okay. Because up there, there was Savoy D, yeah. Savoy Massage, and the other one on the other opposite all side on of the road. Three yeah. corners, all yeah. on the. So you'd walk up there and. But basically, you'd take your mates up there for. They've never been to one. So once you'd done it once, I wasn't a. You know, they're good. They're great. Yeah. they're good. Because they're good. But I must admit, I, my first one was purely out of stupidity. I was in Bangkok yeah. and, I, and I came out and thought, Do you know, I fancy a massage. And I went to this place. I had no idea. It just said yeah. massage. I thought, yeah. oh, happy days. And I walked in and this woman gave me a book. And I'm like, what's this for? She's old. And there was all these girls' photos. And I'm like, I uh, just want a massage. She went, any, any girl, any girl. And I'm like, uh, th this girl, please. Next thing, she's on the phone. This girl arrives with a, with a, a basket, towels and everything. All the goodies. And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, no, no, no warning signs. Gets in the room and, I'm, and she's like, yeah, you shower. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And I'm, wait, wait. And I'm like, what's the matter? I come shower you. And I'm thinking, this is a comprehensive massage. <laughs> like, I wasn't banking on this. And needless to say, you know, everyone watching and you, you know yourself, you know, things progressed into a whole different world. And I came out of there, I thought, my Lord, yeah. like, if that's a massage, happy days. <laughs> well, then you've got to, the money changed his hands, yeah. of course. And um, it, it, it's become, it had become a little bit expensive. Mm. But then they had the soapies up there purely for Indians as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. So... Anyway, yeah, because yeah, honey massage, I think, is honey massage. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah, I think that one. Yeah. Just so see the bar buses. Yeah, going. that's another aspect of. Yeah, definitely, of definitely. The town. Well, in part two, I want to really drill down about heaven because you know, sure, mate. Yep. Fair play to you. You've not only just dived in, but you've not you've you've made a huge success of heaven, and, and of course, you've now taken the brave step to go from heaven above as the go-go bar that we all loved and remembered to now heaven above as the gentleman's club in Soy Boomerang. So again. Another huge business decision, wasn't it? It wasn't just something that you uh, woke up in the morning and thought, you know, let's just change the demographic. Let's, you know, let's, let's be different. So I want to go into sure. part two. Yeah, we won't go into that. Yeah, I want to go into part could two a lot more on that a bit. But, but yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's been brilliant. I mean, fair play to you, you know, from a successful business to, to up in sticks and coming out here. I mean, and no regrets. Zero. Zero. And that's what I'd say to any, any guy that is thinking about coming over here. Do a little bit of your homework, of mm -hmm. course. And the only, the one thing of advice I would advise, it's not, well, I guess it is advice, but if I could recommend to you, listen to some of the guys that do know mm -hmm. what happens here. Yeah. And they, because they live here. Yeah. Don't think that you meet someone and that saying, as I said, but my girl is different. She's different, yeah. It's just, <laughs> okay. Well, mate, okay. I, I know. I, I know exactly please listen to somebody that, <laughs> has got a little bit of knowledge yeah. in um, in a place like this because as I said east is east west is west yeah. and you know we're so different yeah to where we came from to what it brilliant. is here so but anyway well brilliant well there you go mate it's been show. a pleasure thank you thanks. so much for sharing your pearls of wisdom thanks Trevor check out his U-turn do you know what I mean who does that who possibly does that gets on an aeroplane lands and says do you know what sod it I'm going to go back fair play to you Greg it is what it is oh mate that's brilliant alright well listen it's been an absolute pleasure thanks, thank mate. you so much thank Guys, you very much Please remember, part two will be out on Friday. And uh, on Friday, I'm going to dig real down and ask some pretty uncomfortable questions about what it's really like, you know, to be surrounded yourself by beautiful girls all day as part of your everyday life. Could you imagine that? 
But uh, for today, that's it. Thank you so much for watching, guys. Please, as always, remember to hit the subscribe button and also the bell icon if you'd like to be notified when we bring out a new video. Guys, check out our members area. There's lots and lots of members on there and we are talking to lots of different businesses in the city centre that are going to offer you some form of discount when you produce your digital ID card. And guys, if you haven't already, please join our Telegram group. There's lots of like-minded people just like you guys that are on the chat talking about all kinds of unimaginable and unmentionable things Check it out, guys. The link's in the description below. All right, that's it from us, guys. Thank you very much for watching. And please, as always, wherever you are in the world, stay safe. Mm -hmm.